It's football season, and here at Tom Thumb, we're in the Cowboys spirit. We're giving you 10% off your groceries when you wear your Cowboys jersey on game day, so you can get a winning game day spread and still save money. Shop with your reward card and get fall favorites. Sweet Washington Honeycrisp apples for just $1.99 a pound. Red Baron pizza, two for $5. 14.76 to 23.45 ounces. Selected varieties. Plus, assorted pork chops, just $1.99 a pound. Tom Thumb, proudly serving North Texas since 1948. We're on Anthony Weiner's computer. The FBI is now reviewing that. Days after Director Comey told Congress he was reopening the probe into her private server, while Secretary of State Weiner's the estranged husband of Clinton aide Uma Abedin, and he was under FBI scrutiny accused of sexting with a teenage girl. As New York FBI investigators began sifting through Weiner's computer records in early October, they found emails from Huma Abedin, which did not seem surprising, since both Abedin and Weiner had access to the laptop. The New York FBI team then had to get new authorizations to do a deeper dive on the metadata, and that is when the hits linked to the Clinton account, and they were uncovered. Fox's Catherine Harridge is an intelligence source, tells her it's virtually certain there are new records on the computer, perhaps classified. Democrats are angry at FBI Director James Comey. Senate Minority Leader Harry Reid says he might have broken the law and trying to influence the election. And Hillary Clinton says she won't be distracted no matter what opponents throw at her. She'll campaign in Ohio today. Donald Trump will rally in Michigan. Trump is operating the principle that the candidate who's in the spotlight is in the last week of the election campaign is the one who's going to lose. That spotlight is squarely on Hillary Clinton right now, and Donald Trump is going to do everything he possibly can to keep it that way. Fox's John Roberts in Grand Rapids. With the help of U.S. airstrikes, Iraqi special forces are moving closer to Mosul in the operation to root ISIS out of the city. They've freed many villages already. Fox's Benjamin Hall went to one this morning where men were lined up to get their hair cut and beards shaved off, all forbidden during the terrorists' reign. We also heard how schools were all shut under ISIS, how they indoctrinated children to try and... The civil authorities have issued a required weekly test for all of Connecticut, all of Districts of Columbia, all of Delaware, all of Florida, all of Georgia, all of Indiana, all of Kentucky, all of Massachusetts, all of Maryland, all of Maine, all of Michigan, all of North Carolina, all of New Hampshire, all of New Jersey, all of New York, all of Ohio, all of Pennsylvania, all of Rhode Island, all of South Carolina, all of Virginia, all of Vermont and all of West Virginia beginning at 11.01 a.m. and ending at 12.01 p.m. Test message pause open cap EAS feed configuration test message. like to have a large portion of your credit card debt or medical bills forgiven. National Credit Card Relief would like to give you free information on a proven debt forgiveness program. It's not bankruptcy. It's not consolidation. This special program actually wipes clean the portion of your debt that is forgiven. Call for your free forgiveness information now. 800-719-2090. That's 800-719-2090. Don't wait. Call 800-719-2090. Trending at 1103 on Eagle News Radio 1110, I'm David Martinez. Lawrence Police, the investigative unit of the Lawrence Fire Department and the State Fire Marshal's Arson Investigation Unit combined forces to determine who had set fires on Jackson Terrace, a congested Lawrence neighborhood late last week. According to Lawrence Fire Captain James Driscoll, the fires were set in four trash barrels placed between a car and a home. The car was vandalized and the other vehicles parked nearby were damaged by the fire. Investigators worked closely with area residents to obtain video from surveillance footage to help identify the suspects. Two homeless men, Brian Berard and Luis Rosario, were arrested and charged with arson and malicious destruction of property. At their arraignment in Lawrence District Court on Friday, their bail was set at $2,000 for Berard and $1,000 for Rosario. Both are due back in court. Both are due back in court on November 16th. For more information on this and other local news, visit EagleTribune.com and listen at the top of every hour. For Eagle News Radio News Flash. Do you find yourself talking back to the radio? Maybe those people going on and on about what's happening in your neighborhood have no idea what they're talking about? Well, actually, being on the radio and working hard to make your community better is not as out of reach as you might think. 1110 WCCM has a limited number of shows open just for people like you. It's never been more affordable to let your voice be heard, entertaining or informing the Merrimack Valley. But this chance is limited and won't last long. So call 978-686-9966 today. 
the most listened to talk show in America. When women got the right to vote, when it all went downhill. The man who defined and then redefined talk radio for a generation. Barack Obama is president of the United States today because of stupid, ignorant people. The only thing between you and eight years of Hillary Clinton. I admire her. She's got more of a backbone than any man in the Democrat Party. And he does it with half his brain tied behind his back just to make it fair. The first and last great American radio talk show is right here. Uh, when, I, when I hear Bill Clinton's name, I can't help. I just start channeling the guy, and I, I can't have the Look at Democrat Party is going to be really, really sad when I'm gone because I'm the glue holding them together. The New American Revolution meets here. The Rush Limbaugh Program, every weekday afternoon starting at noon on Eagle Radio 1110 and 102.9 FM HD2. That's why I couldn't wait to get out there. I'm Al Franken, and I approve this message. When is the best time to talk to your family about staying in touch during a disaster? When floodwaters reach your door? When wildfires are engulfing the edge of your neighborhood? Or an earthquake is destroying buildings? When a tornado is tearing through town? Or a hurricane strikes? Or is the best time, perhaps, today? During a disaster, you may not be able to stay in touch with your family or friends as easily as you think. And it's not always as simple as using your cell phone. That's why now is the time to take action. Go to ready.gov communicate and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. The following is a paid program. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the host and the guests and are not necessarily those of WCCM or its sponsors. Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Nightmare. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the day before the darkness. Because it is day, and tonight is dark. I am Ron Kowak, your host, <laughs> the gatekeeper of the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England's own Van Helsink. And of course, tonight, the veil is the thinnest between the living and the dead, and the corpses of the dead rise. Yikes. Well, some kids, too. Yeah. Anyways, also with me. So, welcome to Ghost Chronicles Morning Edition. Uh, with me is New England's scary godmother, Roxy Zwicka. Ooh, boo. Good morning. <laughs> Great. And Mr. Scary Godmother, <laughs> Ken Zwicka. Good morning. With his ACDC hat. And <laughs> the not-so-scary Lou Blossom. That's right. <laughs> Uh, so scary we, for different reasons. <laughs> here we are, the day before, I mean, the, the actual day before the night, and um, that's kind of cool. Are you guys, like, at the finish line now? Are you, the like, countdown is on. Are you glad Christmas is over? Oh, <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah. It'd be good to take a rest. Well, I think it's just good to take a break. I mean, it's it's been an amazing month, obviously. I'm incredibly grateful for, you know, us having all of our tours pretty much sold out. But um, as you can see, my voice is really rapidly disappearing. Yeah, yeah. So it'd be nice to take a, a little bit of a break and then just kind of ease back into a, a lighter schedule. Yeah. Anyways, I want to thank uh, Roxy, by the way, for this lovely little play of candy she yep. brought us. Unlike our cheap listeners who did not bring us anything. <laughs> <laughs> Curse you all! Thanks for listeners. I could idea. use coffee, but none. Oh, poo! <laughs> Curse you all. Anyway. There's still time to bring a Dunkin's. That's yes. right, there is. Yeah, I like mine regular. Uh, please don't spit in it. Regular <laughs> Anyways, uh, Roxy and I are doing this endlessly. Martin doing this uh, amazing event tonight, the Red Light Science, and the 
uh, Spirit Circle up at uh, someplace, right? The old Molly Malone's, one the of the most haunted Molly. buildings in the state Port, of New Hampshire. Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Which, yeah. which is really, really cool. So the veil, of course, uh, that's one of the theories on Halloween is the, the thinness between the living and the dead. So you, you think it's going to rock tonight? or? Well, last night we did our Samhain Circle. We had um, about 20 people in, and it was a time to really connect with ancestors and mm-hmm. celebrate um, the Witch's New Year, which was really a lot of fun. And we had people come from all around. But even Ken uh, saw that there were people walking around the room. Even Ken. Even, even me, even, yeah. Even. The, the stump oh, over here. Oh, my wow. God. What a bunch of crap. I didn't use that word. But no, I didn't no, use I mean, there, was, there were shadows moving around. In there. Yeah, you could. there, yeah. Were, there were people moving around and in the room. And people had some, some powerful experiences. Yeah, really? yeah. So we're... No levitation, though, huh? No, nothing I saw of levitation. We'll work on that. I'll wait for that someday. But we got the room all warmed up for tonight, and we have a sold-out crowd of 40 coming. So oh my should god! Be, yeah, should be awesome. Ooh, standing yeah. room only. Standing yeah, room only. Yeah. Yep. Is it really? Yeah. We've got a, a whole bunch of food, so we can snack afterwards. Well, we get chairs actually. Yeah. And we've got a ancestors altar, so people can leave messages for uh, their dearly departed ancestors. You know what? Like everybody's like into their ancestors. I could give a crap. To be honest <laughs> with you. <laughs> you know, we have this ancestry dot com and all this other stuff. Like, okay, no, doesn't interest you at all. Not a hell no. I could care less where I came from. Or what what my if you are related to Van Helsing? What? What if you are related yeah. to Van Helsing? So who gives a crap? <laughs> okay. Seriously, I am who I am, and why does it matter where I came from or what I did or whatever? Uh, you know, it's it's rebirth, it's reborn, it's it's who we are now, not who we were. I mean, that's just my mm-hmm. opinion. I mean, everybody's into it, all right? I'm the minority. I understand that totally, but to be honest with you... I don't want to take the DNA test, though, although I'm wavering on that. Are you really? Yeah. Yeah, you could be related to Obama. more <laughs> 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 celery. I'm sorry. Did no, I say that? <laughs> I, I identify as Irish, Italian, and Viking, and so I don't want to find out that I'm... Yeah, see... Part I mean, German or... Does it really matter? Lithuanian. You know, not really not that there's anything wrong with being part German, but... Yeah, does it really matter, though, Lou, where you came from or whatever? You know, if you want to believe what you believe, why, what difference does it make? I don't know. Yeah, I guess. You know? I don't know. I mean, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm related to Kevin Bacon. It's like, liberal America, it? so I can <laughs> self-identify as whatever I want to self-identify as. Oh, no, you can't. Yes, sir. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> Except rich. It's the only thing I can yeah. self-identify as. <laughs> It, 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 I don't know. I'm sorry I get on that answer. No, thing, okay. but it's, it's always, you know, like, seriously, I really, really don't give a crap. And uh, I know a lot of people do, and I'm, I'm not taking away from you, you, whatever you love. Well, it's That's less good. about changing who I am than, than uh, just interesting, because my niece delved back into ancestry on one of our sides a mm-hmm. little bit, and I found out my great-grandfather was killed by a train. Oh, wow. There you go. On the bridge in Haverhill. Oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. He was Irish. Mm. He, apparently he got probably com- drunk. He, well, <laughs> you tell me because the newspaper story is he's on the bridge and he was confused by the train whistle. Yeah, this, I yeah. read that as drunk. Like, like he thought oh, some woman yeah. was whistling at him. That's all. <laughs> oh like, where, 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 where are you, honey? Ah! But that bridge, the bridge in Haverhill that they just redid. He got killed on that bridge. Which I thought was interesting. So wait, they, they am, redid the bridge. Uh, yeah, well, not because of him. No, but they redid the bridge, right? <laughs> so, like, did you run out there and grab a piece of the bridge so you could have your ancestral... No, it doesn't change who I am. I just think it's an interesting story, that's all. It is. Yeah. You don't necessarily have to derive an identity from it. Just, right. it's interesting to know. I, yeah, it, it is. It doesn't have to make who you are. Oh, some, people go, a, some people go that route, though. It, it is very interesting. I, I mean, you know, I, you know, I always tell the story about, like, you know, my mom died at, at 98, and uh, when she... The, when it was going down, or she was going down, uh, we would. Uh, she was in the rehab home, uh, and uh, we had sat there one night and we talked about it. And she she told me all these stories about my past that I never knew about, and and they were interesting. You know, get me wrong, but it doesn't change who I am. I mean, no. I mean, she told me the one about you know my. I think it's my great great grandfather was uh, some kind of a. A nut in the village of uh, Poland, where yeah. when when people died, they would go to see him to talk to the ones that had just died. Less surprising than you think. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, uh, 
But yeah, it, I mean, it, that was interesting, but I mean, it doesn't change who I am, no, what I am. And, no. You know, but you know, me if I didn't know that, it wouldn't really matter to me. But the other yet. part of this is, at a certain age, you get to start to reverse this. For example, I know next to nothing about my uh, great-grandparents. Yep. Next to nothing. Mm-hmm. And the thought that my great-grandchildren might know next to nothing about me is a little daunting. I'd like them to know a little bit about me. Hmm. Why? I don't just know. want to be you like to be remembered. Yeah, you want to be remembered. Yeah, you know, you'd I'd like mean, to think that your influence, you know, goes down somehow. Maybe you know, you're well, you yes. influence you your kids. You, you in do have an influence. You yeah. actually have an influence on everybody you meet and talk to right. and interact with all your life. Yeah. I, I influence to, my kids. My kids will influence their kids. Their exactly. kids will influence their kids. So you will, you will be yeah. remembered in some aspect, and depending yeah. how you were. I mean, that's the thing. It's not so much of a buildings they build and name after you. Because no. I'll be honest with you, there's a shitload of buildings. Did I say that? Uh, there's a ton of buildings out there that, um, you know, have people named after them, and, and nobody knows even who they are. Right. So it, it really doesn't, to me, it doesn't matter. That's, you know, it's it's who you interact with, how you that whatever you've given them as goes on right. to the person to person that's that's the yeah. important thing and i don't know why we're on this we're supposed to be talking about halloween <laughs> but it's all the ancestors we were talking we about the, the ancestors, ancestors. And, yeah. Yeah. and actually that's part of what we're going to be doing tonight is people are going to be connecting with folks maybe they haven't even met that are ancestors a spirit guide so it's, it's it's all appropriate and yeah, so a lot of people need that too they need that closure or that connection they leave feeling better. Do you find a, uh, Roxy? Do you find a connection between uh, guides uh, from the other side for people even beyond? Not for example. Do you ever see guides for people who don't know that person exists? In other words, yeah, a mm-hmm. long ancestor that the ancestor knows of the person, but the person doesn't know of the ancestor. Oh, there was um, there was a in- interesting incident. I think I may have mentioned this on a previous show about a little boy who kept seeing his grandfather in his dreams and his mom was pregnant with him and the grandfather died during the pregnancy so they never met but the grandfather was around and he was giving him messages and trying to have him reassure his mom that everything was okay because she still all these years later he was like 10 had not come to terms with it so the grandfather was being a guide for the little boy and for the mother the little boy had never met him <laughs> interesting yeah i did this uh, event not too long um Deb and Paul Reeves came from the UK. Actually, right down the street from Steve in Wales is where they live. And, w- and Steve has worked with them before. But I did this thing called the Hall of Mirrors. And basically it was to identify your guides. So um, I hosted them, so I got to go to this event for uh, free. Yoo-hoo! And uh, <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I, I took part in it. And I came up with my guide. Of course, the, uh, the name came Anna. Uh, and she was a little babushka, a little Polish old lady. Yep. And uh, that was one of them. And then th- we did a whole aspect. We did uh, d- to determine where they came from and everything else. And, and uh, she, according to the, what we did, was Polish. And, and then I, okay, this is the coolest thing. All right, if you've seen any of my writing, you know I can't write. <laughs> Never mind draw, okay? Yep. My drawing is absolutely horrendous. So anyways, I went along with this thing, and I did the, automatic drawing and supposedly your ancestors would come through and you know I, I honest to god I cannot draw for crap and I just kept going and going and, you know move my hand my hand moved a little and it's like next thing I know when it was all done now my eyes were totally closed this time I had four little heads of different supposedly my spirit guides here and they were pretty good I mean mm. I could really? if I if I sat there and tried to draw them myself i couldn't do it but yet doing it just closed yeah. eyes and an automatic uh drawing basically uh they came out and uh, there was a little old lady there but there was also a, like a chinese guy there too and a couple of cool looking people so it was neat it was kind of yeah. unique so that was fun i mean if it's real or whatever but i don't know but it was fun it was certainly enjoyable doing so that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> Anyways. That's pretty cool. It is Halloween today. And do you have the history of Halloween? Do I have the history of Halloween? I'm just guessing. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Halloween started. It's mo- mostly a Celtic festival in history, and it came over to the United States largely in the late 1800s. 
carving of turnips becoming the carving of pumpkins and the invitation of spirits to come back. Again, we talked earlier about the veil being thin, but it's the it's the third or final harvest. And again, the start of the witch's new year. So when we look at it as the third harvest, our first one is in August. The second one is in September. So this is now really getting ready to... One of those spirits that are walking the earth now, and tomorrow they're going to go back. So it's going into the dark time of the year. And, of course, it's evolved over the years because it used to be the adults that had the Halloween parties back in the day, not the kids, particularly in the late 1800s. But things started to change as we moved into the early 20th century, again, here in the States. But it's still a very important you know, Celtic holiday, it's called Samhain. And, you know, again, that, that final harvest where we're starting to prepare for the winter. And it's a real... Um, real it's become a witch's holiday, it, too, right? It is. It, well, it's, it's, it's always... Is there, isn't there a difference between Celtic and, <coughs> and witch, witches? Mm-hmm. Or, or do you just kind of muddle mm-hmm. them together? Well, no, it, it, it is. I mean, it was, it was a Celtic holiday. Mm-hmm. And it, so, I mean, there are a lot of witches that follow that Celtic tradition. So it's, it's passed on, you know, ever since then. But it's, it's still a harvest. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, they're turning the wheel, you know, as we now go into the wintertime. So this is oftentimes a difficult time for people because the days are getting shorter. You're spending more time alone. So it's all of this preparation right now for going into that space. They have vitamin D for that, by the way. Today, <laughs> yeah. I know I they, mean, have, they got they got lamps for that too now. Uh, yeah, lights, lamps. Yeah. yeah, the original Celts were would be considered a a, a pagan culture, mm-hmm. and it's evolved into just what we know it today. It's very different. Mm-hmm. Oh, speaking about that, and witches, and I, I know it's off yeah, second, well, but that they never just happens. they just passed the law in in the UK uh, exonerating the last witch that was killed in the UK. Which took so long. Good for them. They gave yeah, her a so pardon. Huh? They gave her a pardon. I didn't read the whole thing, but that was the headline on it. I, so, I would yeah. think so. If they exonerated him, I guess that would be well, a, her. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway. Well, they just did that for uh, Goody Cole over in Hampton. There. Oh, did they? Yeah, they, they finally, exonerated they, they, her. Well, they they well they did that in the thirties, but they finally gave her a gravestone marker just a few years ago. Uh. Oh, yeah. okay. So, but was they did any, exonerate ever, her before. Ever right? anything like that in Salem? Any kind of retroactive? Emotional oh. reparations? I think in the 70s they, they, they the had benches done something. There. They have the memorial benches. Yeah, yeah but I remember they did They did go down to Salem Harbor and read a, read a proclamation and, and all of that. Yeah, I think they've all been absolved of, of their guilty verdicts. Mm. Mm. I saw a great t-shirt the other day. It said, New England surviving witch hunt since 1642. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I was in uh, Salem all day Saturday. Uh, Maureen and I were there the entire day. Oh, my God, that was mm, such a long busy, day. Busy, busy. But uh, the Salem police always have uh, a booth there, and they sell T-shirts and stuff, and that was one of the T-shirts oh, they were actually selling. Of yeah. course. Anyways. I like it. Yeah, it's cute. So but, anyway. but Halloween also fits in with the Catholics' All Saints Day. Which yeah. is tomorrow. So, mm-hmm. so it really doesn't matter, you know, what religion or belief system you're looking at. It is a really special, magical time of year, particularly for ancestors. That's why people prepare and their favorite day, day of the Dead too. Right? Day of the Dead, yeah. uh, yeah, Dia Mexico. de Los Muertos, yes, in Mexico, where they actually make paths from the graveyard to the home and marigold flowers to welcome the spirits into the home, and then they walk them back and have their favorite meal on their gravesite. Mm. So it's um it, it's 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 a time of year for all different cultures to contemplate their you know what some people like to call their mighty dead. Mm-hmm. That's why we prepare their favorite meals. That's why we light lanterns to light the way, so that way they can find their way across you know the plain or however you want to call it through the veil. You know, it's an interesting side note, and it has nothing to do with what you're talking about. Of course, never does. Uh, <laughs> does it, Lou? It never does. No. Is is that? If you're south of the equator, uh, the what people in south of the equator would be celer- celebrating Halloween in the middle of the, the uh, spring, not in the. Oh, well, they're fall. they're celebrating Beltane right now. May Day would be our May Day. Yeah, exactly. So fertility rights. Yeah, it's opposite. No, no, no. It's not opposite. The, the holidays are actually the same. Mm. So Christmas is celebrated in the middle of the summer. Mm-hmm. Really? We're talking weather-wise. Now, you wouldn't think well, weather-wise, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, yeah. it is this summer. Yeah, I'm not talking about the, the... But the actual days remain the same. So December 25th mm-hmm. is really summer for them, even though it's winter for us. So that's kind of bizarre. And I wonder how yeah, that... Yeah, they don't have a snowy into, Christmas. ...fit into <laughs> all the, 
But, you know, the majority of the population of the world is in the northern hemisphere. It's only uh, the minority that's in the southern hemisphere. Mm-hmm. Most people don't know that. Really. But I was wondering about what, what Roxy was getting into because you're talking about times of the year, about the psychosis around this time because people go nuts. They do. Oh, they do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They just go nuts when we start to get into the late fall and days start getting shorter. I'm mm-hmm. wondering how much this plays into it. I'm, I'm sure it does because, you you know, your perception of what's going on around you, that what's in that darkness, you yeah. know, that's where people get fearful and we start talking more about spirits as well. It's also the time of year for divination. So, you know, tarot card reading, different types of fortune telling. And um, here's a little thing that you can do if you want to do Ooh. divination um, either today or tomorrow. You can take um, some corn kernels or you can take beans, dry beans. And take 20 or 30 of them, put them in a bag or a can. And um, if you pull out just randomly an odd number, then the answer is no. And if you pull out an even number, the answer is yes. So if you want to do some Halloween divination, Mm. which this is really the time because the veil's thin to do that, you can just put that in a bag and just ask your question of your ancestors or spirit guides, whoever you want to contact. Pull it out, cast it, and then see what you have, odd or even. Again, odd is no, even is yes. And then see what shape they make as well. And you can use that as just a little form of divination for Halloween. Mm-hmm. I have a text question if you want. Yeah, we'll take it. Oh, someone's uh, listening. <laughs> um, Where's my coffee if they're listening? What the hell? <laughs> I think they're asking, how do you cleanse a bad luck period, and how do you tell if bad luck is just bad luck or uh, past relatives causing your bad luck? Oh, yeah. You're blame <laughs> the ancestors. There you go. Yeah. Well, we didn't, we didn't say all ancestors were, were the best, did we? True. Uh, no. Wow. We had trouble with them in life. Do they do that? What? Can they come cre- back and mess with you? We actually, last night when um, we were doing our spirit circle, we had um, someone who was getting uh, contacted by two of her ancestors, and one was very helpful, and one was being incredibly mean to her. She was really upset about that, and she was saying some pretty nasty things to her. She never even met her. So, um, yeah, there there are some some less than savory spirits on the other yeah. side. So, do you ever... So, how do you so if someone feels question? they're in a streak of bad luck, how do you deal with that? Well, wait a minute. We, what was the question again? Can you read it verbatim, please? Verbatim? Well, close enough. <laughs> how would you cleanse a bad luck aura? How do you tell if it's bad luck or a spirit aura of past relatives causing your good or bad luck? Okay, so that's, that's a little good. So either way, how would you cleanse so, it? So, well, hold on a minute here. Give me a chance to answer. Wow, Ken. Wow. Jeez. Oh, oh, oh. Even so, Ken. Is it time for a break yet? Um, <laughs> so the one thing that I would recommend is lighting a black candle, lighting a white candle. Black's going to absorb that negativity. If you want to know who it is, simply, you know, wh- whoever's casting that bad spell, you can look at the candle flame. If it goes to the left, again, it's kind of that no-yes thing, so you can do your divination as to who it is. But light that black candle, focus all your negative energy in that, whatever it is that you're feeling. You can write it right on the candle as it burns down, and then you can light a white candle, and what that's going to do is shift that energy. If you find that it's particularly difficult, then what you can do is you can also add a red candle in there. You can um, blow out the black one, light the red one, and that'll kind of start to absorb some of that energy, particularly if it's ancestral. We use red for ancestors. So you can do the black and white, or if you want to remove the energy from the ancestors, add the red candle. Yeah, you can do that also, too, but if you know who has put the curse on you, whatever, you can take their uh, name and write it on a piece of paper and place it in a uh, glass jar and fill it with spring water and freeze it, and that will protect you mm-hmm. from them as well. Mm. Yeah, or carve their name into the black candle, and as it burns yeah, down, it's going gonna, it's gonna to remove it. Interesting. So anyways, we're coming up to the break. And we come back, I actually have a Halloween ghost story for you. So No. Yes. yes. I usually remove those kinds of curses with vodka. That works, too. Yeah. I mean, Jack <laughs> it's Daniels. It's a different kind of spirit. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You'll listen to Ghost Chronicles Morning Edition right here on Eagle Radio and Tojinette. And we'll be right back after the following messages. some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future then circles of wisdom is just the place for you 
Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more. Located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more. All in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. Are you seeing a ghostly apparition every time you look in the mirror? Are you terrified to realize that that pale, lifeless, lack-of-energy form hovering before you is, in fact, you? How would you like to be transformed? Healing begins from within, and it's never too late to start feeling good. Are you curious? Interested? Good. Don't wait another minute. Visit TransformYourLifeNow.org or contact Maureen. The email address is Maureen at TransformYourLife.org. Morning Edition. Happy Halloween. You're listening to Eagle Radio, 1110 AM, 102.9 FM HD2. And you can find us on TojiNet. Just step into the chat room and chat with us today. I am your scary godmother, Roxy Zwicker. I'm here with Professor Lou Blassie and, of course, New England's own Van Helsing, Ron Kolick, and Mr. Ken. Right. So, anyway, he's in a great suit today. Oh, yeah. You can see if you go to the Eagle Radio. I'm on a diet. Are we broadcasting? If you go on the Eagle Radio Facebook page or you go on the Ghost Chronicles Morning Edition Facebook page, we're live streaming right now. So. Oh, really? Yes. There you go. <laughs> yeah, All right. Yeah. Hello, everybody. So you can see Ken's suit, which I love. Awesomeness. That's yeah. excitingness. I can the see right through you. The hat doesn't fit over the headphones, but... <laughs> yeah, whatever. Very nice. The devil horns. Funny little fellow. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, there's also an interesting piece in the uh, Eagle Tribune on the when, when the restaurant, restaurant, which I have investigated a few times, and uh, check it out. It's pretty cool. It's like one of my favorite places to uh, do stuff with it as well. Did they do a good job with the piece? I haven't read the whole thing, so I just kind of like... Was it Doug Island? I think it it's a big article. I, I don't know. I don't really know who, yeah. who wrote it. Uh, Doug Island, yeah. you are right. <laughs> you must be psychic, Lou. <laughs> so anyways, being Halloween, I went and searched the vast uh, Emporium Library of oh, Knowledge and came up with a story of a ghost story on Halloween. Excellent. And it's called Bloody Mary. Ooh. And we're not talking about the drink. I mean, ooh, yeah. Darn. I don't Darn, know. I haven't yeah. read it. So anyways, it happened in London on October 31st. Halloween. I was making the rounds at my Halloween party looking for my seven-year-old son and I couldn't find him. Ooh, it's getting scary already. <laughs> Why does anyone bring a seven-year-old? Oh, whatever. I went to his room and he wasn't there. Then I heard laughing from his wardrobe. Wardrobe's like a little closet you hang crap in. Um, I opened the wardrobe and he was the only one in there laughing. I just thought he was doing what normal kids do, playing. But later on, after the party was over and I was cleaning up, I couldn't find my son again. So I went upstairs to check the wardrobe. At least he's, you know, someplace they can find him. Oh, sure. Yep. He was in there laughing again. This time I asked him what he was doing. He says, I'm playing with Mary. little sound effect there. Thank you. I thought this time one of the kids was in there with him hiding. So I opened the other side of the wardrobe. You know, wardrobes have like the two closet doors. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, how apropos. So anyways, where was I? But nobody was there. So I thought he had an imaginary (laughs) imaginary friend. (laughs) (laughs) You're killing me. (laughs) Okay, 
So I thought he had an imaginary friend. <laughs> I told him to stop talking about an about. I told him to stop talking about an imaginary friend because it's not real. And then he went bounce. Then went downstairs to clean. See what you did to me? You knocked me out of my whole thing. <laughs> yeah, it was tough too. <laughs> yeah, I had no idea. <laughs> Two hours later, um, I went down. I, I finished cleaning up, and my son was already in bed. I tried. Oh, he was tired. So I went. I was tired. So I went to bed. Me out of my butchering this thing. I was doing so good. So, anyways, two hours later, kids in bed. She's tired. She goes to bed. When I went to my room, I found a message written in lipstick on my mirror, saying, "Ooh, you're wrong. I am real. I am Bloody Mary." <laughs> Perfect timing. As soon as I saw this, I rushed into my son's room, only to find him with bloody scratches all over his arms, no. legs, and face. He shouted at me, "I hate you!" That's typical. <laughs> it wouldn't have happened if you said she wasn't real. And that's wow. it. End of the story. <laughs> Pretty wow. good. So they were friends at first, and then she turned around and hurt him. Right. Hmm. Insulted. Because because of his mom. Yeah. The mom couldn't see it. Hmm. Yeah. Mm. So, what do you think? That's how your mediumship started, Roxy, right? The imaginary friend. Yeah, that is yeah. actually. Yeah, it's pretty. It's it, it's pretty common. Did you ever do the Bloody Mary thing? Uh, no, I haven't done the Bloody Mary thing. Do you know what it is? Yeah, you say Bloody Mary three times in the mirror, and she appears. Yeah, usually with a candle on in the bathroom, you begin to. Yeah. I did that to Maureen on the year once. That was fun. Oh, God. Really? Oh, and, what, and what happened? I locked the, her in a, locked, the worst person on the planet to actually do that to. Yes. Yeah. I locked her in a bathroom and um, lit a candle, and she had to say Bloody Mary on the air. I think it's still, if you go to the archives on Ghost Village, you can hear it. Oh, Lord. To see what happened to oh, poor Maureen. God. No animals were hurt in the filming of that. <laughs> I'm poor sure Maureen. that. Jeez. Anyway. So that's that's my one of my stories. I actually have others, but I don't want to push them. We'll spread them out. Are they are they Halloween stories? Of course they are. Why you want to hear them? If you've got another one. Oh my God! After that. Oh my God! Well, people. I mean, have, you just heard me read that, didn't you? Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> You're killing me. No, I'm not reading out. the long one. I'll never make it even. I'll take it out. To. That's fine. Yeah. No, no, no. That's good. No, I, actually, you had perfect timing on one of them. So let's lighten it up a little bit. Sure. Okay. And this one is called The Tickling Ghost. Tickling. 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 You know what that is. You know, you you go tickle, tickle, tickle. Yes. (laughs) Are we ready? Oh, yes. We should turn the lights down. Every Halloween around midnight in our living room, I see the figure of a little boy just staring back at me. That's creepy already. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, That would... That'd be great. This first happened in 2005, the year my mom and I first moved into our apartment. Oh, it's an apartment. Hmm. I was 10 years old, and my mom was sleeping. Usually I can't sleep on Halloween because I get too scared. This year, I couldn't close my eyes without feeling that someone was sneaking into my room. When I first... Ooh, sound effects. When I first saw it, it, it was about 1 a.m. I, <laughs> Be my response. <laughs> You're killing me. And I was just <laughs> lying in bed thinking about Halloween that had just passed. I started to drift off. Then I felt as if someone or something was tickling my feet. I opened my eyes, and that was when I saw him. I distinctly remember that he was all over the wall. How is he all over the wall? All over the wall? I don't know. Hmm. Maybe I'll read that again. (laughs) I distinctly remember that he was all over the wall. I closed my eyes thinking it was just my imagination. But when I opened them again, he was even closer than he was before. <laughs> I ran into my mom's room and told her what I saw. Of course, she didn't believe me. 
typical. And she told me to go back to sleep. So I went back into my room and fell asleep. I dreamed of the boy in white, oh, he's in white, all through the rest of the night, and it scared me so badly. The thing about it is, as I see him every year, he gets clearer and clearer and bigger and bigger, as if he's growing up with me. I'm 13 now, and he looks 13, too. <laughs> that was brought to you by About.com, by the way. Yeah. Thank you. you. Might as well give credit, right? Sure. From stealing it from the internet. Poor kid hasn't figured out she has a stepbrother yet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, locked in the attic. This could be one of these things that you you read about. You know, where uh, people are born twins, but the, one of the twins dies. Oh, sure. And uh, you still have that connection to that person. Mm-hmm. The twins I mean, where, where they're growing up together and everything. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I just it just came in my head, but. Um, you've heard of that before, right? Roxy? Well, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I, I I do think there is some truth to that. Yeah, because there seems to be a bond at twins. They say, but yet I've mm-hmm. talked to twins and said, "Oh no, we don't. I'm got no connection to my brother or sister." Those are fraternal twins. Huh? No. Huh? Aren't there also stories about uh, twins that are um, stories? Aren't there cases of twins that are essentially absorbed? Like they were, they were supposed to be yes. twins very yes. early in the pregnancy, but didn't turn out to be twins. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so you wonder, from a mental development, you wonder if whether there's a little compartment in there. Yin yang going hmm, on there. Another thing going on in there, yeah. Yeah, who knows? Mm. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the thing. And and when I was talking about, you know, that like one w- you had twins, but only one was born, is that sometimes you don't even know there were twins. Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of the case you're talking mm-hmm. about. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, there's some interesting little neat. What about the connection between um, cognitive disorders and and spirits? Like, for example, I'm guessing in the past, bipolar or or schizophrenic people were often considered possessed or influenced by... Almost definitely. Yeah, we have drugs for that. Yeah. We didn't have them back then, though. We have drugs for everything, and after uh, what Proposition 4 passed, everybody be so stoned they won't know what the hell they're seeing anyways. And psychology has that kind of uh, good money in that. <laughs> throwing chicken bones in a circle in the sand type of feel to it. So oh, it is. is everybody mm-hmm. accepting? Yeah, yeah, that's what kills me. Everybody thinks psychology is this exact science. Mm-hmm. It isn't. No. Not close not even, to it. No, not even not close. Not even close. Mm-hmm. No. You know, it's all theory, basically. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. So. And I love when they throw out the chemical imbalance thing. Well, do. Exactly. That's how do you me- measure the chemical imbalance of a brain? That's the new thing now. Not really? Yeah. That's what they do. Yeah, it doesn't exist. It's. It's. I mean, you look at all the stuff that we got going on, anyways. Well, it may exist, but we don't have a handle. You know, on like it. all the the the, the uh, allergies to peanuts and yeah. gluten and all mm-hmm. this other crap. Mm-hmm. I mean, we didn't have that when we were kids. No. At least. And it's so. I mean, we're probably doing it to ourselves, or maybe. You know, maybe we're just trying to identify that as the problem. Mm-hmm. And, then, you know, I mean, the, the mind is a powerful thing. If people say, okay, uh, you're allergic to whatever, or you believe you're allergic to something, then you become allergic to it. So maybe that's yeah. kind of the thing, too. Although there are, you know, instances, uh, a lot of instances where, you know, people have uh, been almost killed. But, well, yeah, have been killed mm-hmm. by allergies. So yeah, it's, it's it, weird stuff. The school of thought nowadays about, well, the cutting edge of the school of thought nowadays about thoughts is thoughts are generative as opposed to reactive. In other words, mm-hmm. you start to think something, and you can actually change your DNA because the signals you're sending your body tells it how to maintain the body in terms of what it does from a biological standpoint. So you're actually changing your body based on your thoughts. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that could actually explain some miracles and stuff, too, because yes. you believe sure. that, you know, God will heal you. And, of course, I do. But because you believe so much that you are actually... Well, the mind-body medical yeah. connection But is, we don't yeah. know what that relationship between the mind and the, the other world is. You know, I mean, is there a... a uh, we talked about the greater consciousness. Is it that type of thing where we, we are connected all the time and we don't even realize mm-hmm. it? I mm-hmm. mean... You, you are, I mean, because you're a medium, so you, in, a, in reality you are connected to the other world. Well, uh, you know, I, I think without a doubt there's, if you open yourself up to that connection, there's there's so much that you can learn. And people have those different sensitivities, so of course you're going to pick up on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I have I have no doubt that that exists. It, it just different different ways for different people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you, uh, do you, did you go uh, trick-or-treating when you were a kid? 
I, I did. I didn't do a lot. Um, I could probably count on one hand, like, how many Halloweens I went trick-or-treating. But really? Yeah. 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 What about you, Ken? There's a lot of trick-or-treating in Salem. Yeah. Of course. Mm-hmm. Salem. Oh, yeah. Salem. So yeah. the, the streets are lined with candy. I mean, as I get older, we'd cover the whole town. We'd go as far really? as we could, yeah. Did you, like, call in a bunch of... Fucking pillowcases full of candy. Oh, that's so cool. Oh, I should have brought in the picture of you in your Halloween costume. Oh, that was so Indian costume. Yeah, he's just like a little scared Indian. What about you, Lou? Yeah, a little trick-or-treating. More, I did more trick-or-treating with the kids than I did myself. Really? Because I lived kind of rurally. There weren't, you know, a mile walk for ten houses. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I live in a, a difficult uh, situ- uh, place for trick-or-treating. It's... it's um, on one ten, so you saw like, so I mean, when my son was really young, I'd kind of like, okay, let's go trick or treating. So and you know, he would take him out, and it's so funny because it's like only at like a half a dozen houses. Right. I remember like we went to trick or treat one time, and they the woman went in, and she went in a cookie jar, grabbed a handful of cookies, and threw them in his bag. Jeez. So, anyways, I took him, stopped going in that neighborhood, and we went to someone else's neighborhood. To, to my early driving age, the Halloween tradition was uh, scavenger hunt. Oh, that's oh, cool. That's wicked fun. That I love is those. wicked. Do you really? Yeah, yeah, I do. I love scavenger hunts. Yeah. Two consecutive years. The top prize one year was the license plate of a cruiser. Really? And that came back. And the other one was a, a parking stone. You know those concrete things that they put at the end yeah. of the parking lots to keep the cars from rolling? You had to bring one of those back. Oh, my God. And I brought one of those back. <laughs> oh, my God. You're the man. In a Vega. In a, in a Chevy Vega. Vega yeah. Wow. You, you were a determined young man. Well, the scavenger hunts were fun, and there were things like there were several old cemeteries around. and You know, evil. You did not take stones? No, grave rubbings. Okay, that's cool. Grave rubbings. And either there was a particular name, surname, or first name, or there was a particular year we were looking for, or the oldest one, or something like that. Oh, that's that's wicked cool. Yeah. cool. Yeah. I love that. We're going to steal that idea from you. That's fun. Get a group of three or four kids together and just go out and look for stuff. Bernie witches while you're out? No. Oh, my God. No, no, no. Speaking of stealing from graves, I have a, a Halloween ghost story from New Hampshire. Yay! I've been so waiting for this. you to speak in. <laughs> you made me read mine, and it's like, oh, my God. You, you picked the wrong guy to read. So on October 31st, 1824... 43-year-old Bezalel Beckworth passed away. (laughs) Yeah, that's his name, Bezalel. He passed away and was buried in the Ackworth, New Hampshire Cemetery. Thirteen days later, it was discovered that his body had been stolen from the grave. Suspicion was immediately placed upon medical students from Dartmouth College who had gained a reputation as body snatchers. Round up the usual usual suspects. (laughs) There you go. College students. Go to Dartmouth. (laughs) Shortly thereafter, however, James Wilson Jr. of Ackworth was arrested at Castleton, Vermont, and charged with stealing the body for the purpose of dissection. Wilson was returned to Ackworth, where he was held for trial, and bail was set at $700, but the case never went to trial, and the bail was forfeited. Wilson's arrest at Castleton would seem to indicate that his body might have been stolen for dissection at Castleton Medical Academy, but local residents still felt that the Dartmouth boys were involved in the crime. So there was a gravestone that was, and you can go and see it in Ackworth, it's really cool, um, on his grave, and it says, This stone tells the death of Bezalel Beckwith, not where his body lies. He died October 31st, 1824, at the age of 43 the thirteenth day after his body was stolen from the grave. Now twice bereaved, the mourner cries, My friend is dead, and his body is gone. God's act is just my heart replies, Forgive, O God, what man has done. And it said that every Halloween you can see his spirit rise from behind his stone and make the walk down to Dartmouth. You can see his spirit along the mm. roads because his body's not there so he can't rest in peace. And that's a, a long-told ghost story from the Historical Society. In so Ackworth. that should be happening tonight. Yeah, It's in my uh, New Hampshire Book of the Dead. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Speaking about New Hampshire Book of the Dead, I was I just did a talk on uh, at the Tixbury Library and I understand you're coming there. Uh, I am. I will be there on November 17th. I'll be doing more ghost stories from Massachusetts. I've been there. This is like my fifth time at that library. Yeah. It's awesome. They, they, cool they, have the, they have a great audience there. Yeah, it's fun. What were you talking about in your presentation? What was uh, the topic? What was the topic? Yeah. They had topics? Well, did you tell any stories? or? No, I, I talked about uh, basically some of the most haunted uh, cases I, I did in uh, Oh, cool. In, uh, Maureen and I did. So. Excellent. 
Oh, that was kind of fun. You'll be happy to know, really? Roxy, that you're. <laughs> I just I was just uh, googling Beckwith, and your book comes up third on the Google search. So oh, be happy nice, to know. Hey. very nice. Because <laughs> I can't even say Beckwith. Yeah, you just did. Bezalel. 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 That's the Bezalel Beckwith. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so if anybody has a ghost story they want to share with us, uh, they certainly can call in at 877 no, 68, what the hell? Oh, my God. 877-687-8005 or 978-687-8005. Or they can text us where, Luke? 978-712-8005. Look at that. <laughs> Another person's listening. One of my dead ancestors, evidently. <laughs> oh, maybe it's maybe it's the little woman. Maybe it's your spirit guide. It's nobody. It's a spirit. Well, is it really? Was call back. Like, yeah, it dropped or it didn't connect or something. So Ooh. call back. Oh, or they could call. Back. I just said call in and the light lit up. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think it's supernatural. The power of your mind. It's an orb. It's the babushka it's an orb lady. Calling. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the other cool thing is that um, as part of this thing, we did scrying too. And I love scrying. Staring at the mirror. And um, my face transfigured in the mirror to my father's, which was interesting because he shows up a lot of times when I do really? like, paranormal events and stuff. Hmm. And, I, and obviously, like, you know, not now. I'm busy. Go away. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. That's awesome. Well, not for him, evidently. <laughs> <laughs> my son won't even recognize me. Won't oh. even acknowledge me. He's watching over you. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Working out some issues here, are we? I don't know. Maybe he's yeah. tell me where you hid the money. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you should be listening. Maybe he's trying to borrow some. I don't know. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, whatever. But it's it's all cool. Anyway, so um, what we were talking? Oh, we were talking about ghost stories. Yeah, if you wanted to call in, we, we did. We give out the text number. Nine seven eight seven one two eight zero zero. So you can uh, text us if you have a ghost story as well. But anyway. Uh, like I said, the Wyndham Restaurant is, is a definitely a cool place. you got to check it out. People go there. And I, I get constantly people sending me emails through the years. And, you know, I've been doing this mm-hmm. since early 2000s with the Wyndham Restaurant in the Riviera before that. And they're still giving me stories about the place and of their own experiences yeah. going there, which is the cool thing. I it's, like that ghost because he likes blondes. Yeah. As the story goes. Yes, he does. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And uh, that that was one of the emails. I, I think I got that last year. Or somebody said, I was sitting there, and, uh, you know, just just as you told it in your article, blah, 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 a necklace came right off me. It was unclasped. And, uh, I mean, it wasn't clasped, or what do you call it? And uh, it was it was interesting. Uh, you know, my head, my hair played with. I, I swear someone touched my hair. Oh, this is something. One of the it's 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 an amazing place. I'm going there Thursday, so you know, if I'll be there, so you can always drop by and say hello. Anyways, Excellent. I'm not doing an event or anything. I'm just going to be there. Roxy, and, and this holiday, beside I mean, there's the normal stuff. We all have our parties, put our yeah. costumes on, might pull out a Ouija board, something like that. Yeah. But are there other ways you can commune with whoever you're supposed to be communing with on this holiday? Well, definitely um, the the bean or the corn kernel divination is just something really simple that you can do. Um, if you have a deck of tarot cards, you can go ahead and you know take out a picture of your ancestor, call your ancestors, and whoever it is you want to communicate, and ask them to give you their message through the tarot cards. Mm-hmm. And instead of just getting a reading from the cards, reading the energy, you're actually being able to communicate with the other person that's there. So I think that's one of the best ways to find the clearest messages out. And you don't discourage people from pulling out a, a deck of cards, even if they're not particularly practiced. You pull out the cards, you get the cards that you get, and see what message it gives you, right? Yeah, just and, kind of sit with and, it. and no? any 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 good deck's going to come with a book, so you don't you know you don't have yeah. to know it. You just refer back to the book, and then go with what your intuition tells you too. Do you say the same thing for a Ouija board? Me? No, her. Oh. What? Say what same thing for a Ouija board. That anybody should do it. I mean, you can just pull it out and, and take the Ouija well, board and well, connect to their well, not nec- relatives. Not, not necessarily with a Ouija board. Um, so why do we distinguish between the two? Why well, is it the, okay the, with tarot cards the, and not with a Ouija well, because board? because with tarot let me guess, with tarot cards, there's not direct contact. Correct. In other words, the Ouija board spells out a particular message. Correct. Like, I hate you. It's always direct contact. You're, I mean, you've you got to have direct contact. You're connecting with spirit. If no, what I mean is, it's, uh, I, I should have said perhaps it's not a direct message. Okay, it could be. Yeah. Okay. How would you send a direct message with tarot cards? With the card that comes up. But they're so interpretive, right? 
Well, not if you if you if you read the message, whatever it is, if that's what you get from it, then that's what the spirit is telling oh, I, you. I see. You know what I'm saying? Otherwise, or even if you know, if you just did, uh, you, you say I'm going to do. It's a little you, different than the Ouija board coming up with die. Why well, you, <laughs> you can get the hangman, and, you, and yeah. to you, yeah. you might interpret that as death. So yeah. that wouldn't that be the same thing? Less direct, but potentially, if yes. you say so. Which was my point. Yeah. Well, a lot of people see the Ouija board as you're being the direct channel. You're touching the board. It's coming. You're touching through, the cards. You know. You're turning That's the true. cards. You're you putting imparting your energy into them. You're connecting. If you're connecting with spirit, it's it's through you. I think the Ouija board's okay, though. Just yeah, put I don't, up your I don't, I don't think it's I don't think it's a it's a bad thing. I think you know. Pe- again, it's kind of they let that energy into themselves because they're moving the board. I, I always find that I'm reading the energy that's outside of me when I'm reading the cards. I have my own interpretation, but you know, you're so still connected, though. Well, I, I am but still you're not connected. Being a channel either. Yeah, but I'm not letting that spirit breathe through me. And I think when you're when you're working with a board, that's why people have such physical sensations. I don't have a lot of physical sensations when I'm working with my cards, mm-hmm. but when I'm working with my pendulum, it's a little bit different. The energy mm-hmm. feels a lot different to me. Okay. And I actually, I just while, while we're sitting here, I I just got a message from uh, someone who had an experience just this past weekend. Really? Yeah says, I came on your tour this Saturday evening, and I experienced something in the graveyard that I wanted to ask you about. The group I was in that night are very skeptical, and I did not feel comfortable about talking about it in front of them. But when we were standing at the first grave in the cemetery, I felt a tightening in my lower back, and I just tried to ignore this feeling. Then when you were talking about previous experiences in front of Elizabeth's grave, I had a pain that I had never felt before. Starting at the base of my skull on my left side all the way down to my left shoulder joint, I had a radiating pain that only grew as we stood there. Once we finally left the graveyard, it took about 15 minutes for me to fully lose this feeling. After describing it to my mother, she brought up a good point. Do you know of anybody buried there that could have died from a blow to the back of the head or an aneurysm? I'm just curious to know if anyone else has experienced that same feeling before. Thank you for an amazing tour, and I hope you have a great Halloween. And it's funny because I had another tour guest mm-hmm. on that same tour who afterwards pulled me aside and said that they felt a very strong pressure on the back of their left shoulder. And this is not the same guest. Hmm. So I, I, I kind of think that goes to our point that sometimes we do feel that energy. And I never really feel it with the cards. You know, when you're in that space allowing that spirit to move around, I think it's a little bit different. Hmm. That's just the way I feel. That's the way you feel? Yeah. So your divination thing with the beans or the kernels of corn? Yeah. Will it work on M&M's? Sure. sure. I mean, everyone's going to have M&M's around. Hmm. Right? Yeah, but, but don't eat your future. Don't eat your future. You do a cat food, too. <laughs> sure. What? Less fun. Yeah. Skittles. No. Yeah, the dry cat food. Research works. pieces. Works the same way. I suppose Could have so. your cat do it. Could have your cat do divination, see how many pieces he eats. Hey, yeah. <coughs> My little dog likes to take food out of the bowl and drop it on the floor. Should I count the... Why not? Well, well, there's there's actually a reason why you would use beans or corn because it represents abundance. Okay. So it you know, and it's all, it's also something that's harvested this time of year. So it's in alignment with the energies that have been building over the year as they Same now start. Same for M&Ms. Yeah. I, I Skittles work. You harvest yeah, them this time it. of year. Yeah. Yeah. And, and <laughs> it's a sign of abundance. I'm with you, Lou. I'm, I'm with you on that one. Abundant <laughs> M&M. <laughs> And since, you know, we, we don't want to leave you with a bad uh, note anyways. There's we also, never do. There's also a, a tradition you can do, too, is um, on New Year's Eve, which is the turning of the oh, calendar. Yeah. New Year's Eve, yeah. Mm-hmm. You can take a uh, jar and uh, put a uh, dollar bill in it and put it outside your door, and uh, it will bring you uh, wealth for next year. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that's, a, that's a cool. That's, yeah, that's a long told one, too. Yeah, it's, it's all these cool things. Yeah, it? I love all that stuff. Yeah. I think it's great. Do I have to put it outside of my door, or can I put it on a window ledge? Mm, I'd say door. Okay. Well, but uh, you know what? What do you get to lose? Except a dollar. <laughs> and, and I was going to say, too, if you're doing any form of divination and spirit communication and you're not experienced at it, I always say just to crack the window open a little bit so that way the spirit can leave when you're done. Always thank the spirit for being present and then let them go so that way they're not kind of trapped there or captured there. I, I always like to kind of move them along. Oh, you can put them in a jar and sell them on eBay. Oh, great. <laughs> And you could buy a haunted object. Yeah, you can put you can put them in a jar and send them to ghosts the house. Can you buy jarred ghosts on eBay? You could, but eBay uh, stopped doing that. Okay, okay. they probably don't like it. Well, in my book, Ghost of Day, um, it talks about of course Grandpa's cane 
that was sold on eBay. But the only reason, which came with Grandpa's ghost, but the only reason they could do it because you actually had a physical you're object. Buying so, the cane. Yeah, you're buying the cane. So We're going to see if that taxidermy is haunted tonight. Lawrence Elk, let's see what happens. I'm going to talk to him. Okay. Anyways. We'll, we'll keep you posted. It's happy Halloween, everyone, and Yay. thanks for tuning in. Woo-hoo. See you on the other side. Stay From ghoulies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver 